one of the the early sort of things that captured me about you was the fact that you live out of a suitcase that you have no other belongings is the life of a mystic linda not the life of a transformational leadership coach um so you have a fascinating story of your early yeah. life um that that i'm sure the viewers are wondering about you now uh, not just the be the change and the race for good which will we will come back to again but but tell us a little bit about your early life and what made you live out of a suitcase yes i mean you know very ordinary woman born in england um met my prince charming when i was 16 years old got married when i was 20 had two gorgeous children by the age of 24 um my first career as i said was a nurse and i loved it i mean i just never wanted to be off duty and then very sadly at age 28 my marriage crumbled and i was a single mother with two very young children right. and i suppose i've always had that fairly sort of fiery feisty nature where i don't need anyone to help me i'm going to make sure that i can you know take care of my children and and do the best job i can so but nursing at that time it wasn't paying very good money so i needed to find a job where i was earning more money and it was it was a sales job and you know it it really and i knew it wasn't for me but you know how we i'm sure there's many many people listening men and women that you know especially when our children are young will do anything to ensure they have the school uniform and the holidays and etc etc so i i took the focus completely off myself and completely onto my children and i noticed i'd come back from work and i'd cry a bit more or i'd drink more wine or but of course i'd wake up in the morning and i just got on with it because mm. that's what you do when you're taking care of children and then they came that but you know there's always that wake up call there is always that stop isn't there and i was mm. driving back from the north of england to the south one dark winter's night and i remember it to this day where stabbing pains behind my eyes just terrible pains mm. then the curtains came down and i went blind don't know how i ever got off the hard part the card don't know why i didn't kill myself but there i was sitting on the edge of the motorway way before the time of mobile phones thinking why me what have i done you know my life is over i'll never see my children again it's all finished and of course when you have these hard stop moments of reflection i then went to prayer and i literally said i promise you if my sight comes back i will find what i was born to do and of course it was temporary blindness they called it hysterical blindness um stress blindness and apparently many people have had it i'd never heard of it before right so what i realized was that and i really encourage people to take note of themselves having gone through this myself i had done well in taking care of my children but i had become the most unhappy miserable person i knew uh it had driven me into yeah being absolutely half empty i was very 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 unhappy and so i remember saying to my children because of course they were still dependent on me and i 
needed to continue with the same job for a couple of years. I said, right, the only thing we can change is ourselves. So for me to be able to continue to do the work I need to do to have the income to live here, you need to help me kids to do that. And I realized as listening to myself on the phone that I was regurgitating all the bad thing in the news. And, and so I just said to the kids, right, when the radio, when the news comes on the radio or the TV, we're switching it off. Yeah. <laughs> a comedy show. Because all I was doing was repeating all the doom and gloom. And of course, it was making me bad and everyone else I was talking to. Right. So we intentionally eliminated negative words from our vocabulary, like no, not and don't. Very hard when you're a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> That's we a teen in itself. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We had a swear box. So we put a pound in every time we, we said a, a negative word. We had a very good holiday that year. <laughs> that swear box. <laughs> But if you're actually learning a new habit of being, of always looking for the jewel, the opportunity, the positivity, and intentionally minding our language, what we were talking about, and it worked. And then I had this amazing moment when my son was, went to the army and my daughter went to university. And I realized that I had peace of mind because my children were following their dreams. And at that stage, I knew that I could actually keep my promise and that I could then do what I was born to do. And of course, I'd had a few years to analyze that. And I realized I was, I was a nurse, I was a businesswoman, I was a mature woman. I, I didn't want to go back to caring for people in safe, sanitized England. I knew I had the, the resilience, I had the, the character and the ability to mix with cultures that I could go to some of the worst places on earth and use all my skills for good. And that was when, very soon after I made that decision, I sold everything I owned. And to this very day, Angela, 20 years on, I only own the contents of one suitcase. <laughs> I want to know how you pack it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, to this day, my dad will look at me and say, you know, you're completely crazy, don't you? And I'm like, Yes, it's a very alternative because for me, it's like it's not about possessions. I don't need it. Mm. I have my suitcase, which, you know, and just for any ladies out there listening, I only wear black. So <laughs> <laughs> you can dress it up and dress it down and layer it. And, but, you know, I'd always have bright lipstick and a bit of perfume. So I'm good. Um, but it's been an incredible joy to be able to be of service, both to uh, very challenged communities during the worst time of their community life, but also to travel to different corporates around the world. And, and I literally have taught companies and individuals all over the world. Now, of course, I'm doing it virtually, um, but it's, I don't need it. And I, I feel, and I think it's a very personal thing. I imagine there's probably one or two people out there who might think, oh, I could do that. It's, but for me, it is, just so easy it's not a hardship whatsoever right. but of course i know people all over the world so although i don't own a house i have millions of homes or refugee camps that i can sleep in 